0: Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert at the Hayes FM radio station down here in Mississauga. Wow, you know, (laughs) we, we get into, you know, I woke up the other day and I was thinking, geez, you know, one big item that... It doesn't matter whether you live in a house or you live in a um, a condominium or it, it doesn't even matter whether or not it happens when you're sitting at work. Say, for instance, you're sitting at work and you're on your PC and you're doing all your uh, computer work and, you know, updates and whatever you need to, to do. And next thing you know, you feel something hitting your foot and you're like, what the heck is that? And you look down and it's a mouse and... So a female, yeah, what do we do? We probably scream. <laughs> you know, it's that uh, it's that female thing. Men, well, they, you know, move into action. You know, go and try to find out where the mouse has taken off to, and everybody starts searching the whole floor to see where it's gone. And, of course, the question is, how on earth did it get onto the uh, 15th floor of a commercial building in downtown Toronto. So that's an interesting story and a half. And the person that could have answers to pest control is Joe Bruno, because Joe Bruno is the owner of a company called SNAP, S-N-A-P, Pest Control. And today I'd like to welcome Joe to the show.
1: Oh, hi, Linda. How are you? Uh,
0: very well. You know, it's great when we were chatting on the phone, even now actually, uh, you know, about different things that happen out there with pests. Um, there's just so many different varieties of uh, pests, I guess, that you have to look after. What would be, I know we talked a bit about crazy stories that you've had.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well, there's a variety of different pests out there. We have uh, insect pests uh, that are crawling around and we have uh, wildlife pests that uh, could be in your attic or. Your basement, uh, creating sounds in walls or ceilings. Uh, it's just the uh, pigeons on a roof. It's all kinds of pests, and this is the time of the year to really focus on pests because now they're starting to move around. Now they're more likely going to break into your attic and have babies. If we're talking about raccoons, and birds uh, getting into your dryer vents or stove vents, and things like this. This would be the time when when it's when it, you know all hell breaks loose. The next couple of months, especially after the cold winter that we've just had and it's kind of kept them a little isolated for the most part. So they've got a little bit of catching up to do. So as homeowners, you want to def- definitely be looking at your property on a daily basis to, you know, look for things like shingles that be down at the side of the house or some insulation now that all of a sudden you're seen in your backyard. Things like that would be on your radar as a as a homeowner at this time of the year.
0: So are they kind of like hibernating over the winter? Is that uh, you know, or they've already? I guess they've got enough food that carries them through the very heavy-duty months.
1: Yes, I mean, you, typically over the past couple of winters, they didn't really hibernate much. They were able to get outside and forage, but this year they they were basically stationary. So now they they definitely more active than usual, given the the kind of winter that we had. So the yeah, uh, yes, they can hibernate. Uh, they 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 do store fat in their bodies to to get them through the, the the colder months that's that's a fact yes
0: so you you were talking about how i asked you what size of raccoon that you've actually captured or that you found in a property and you were giving me a story about a raccoon in an attic yes. you have to tell the listeners because that was really something else <laughs> i would never think that that anybody would actually do that well
1: it was a case in toronto where um a homeowner had uh, put a new roof on their house. I guess they reshingled it, and uh, not knowing that there was an actual raccoon in the attic that was kind of in a corner, hunkered down. The trades guys didn't really see it, so they basically put this roof and locked it in. So okay. now, I mean, there was really no way for the raccoon to get out.
0: Wow, that's crazy! And so, if I if I had to take a guess, are we talking about the size of a small dog, like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, or? How big was this I would here? say
1: maybe like a, a medium-sized uh, Golden Retriever. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow,
0: so. and it was up there. So how did they know? I guess they must have been hearing a bunch of noise up there. If it's that big, it's wandering around. It,
1: yes, they definitely heard the heavy steps of it walking around up there. And uh, we had to install a trap. It was hungry, so, I mean, within a couple of hours, it was already in. It wanted to be trapped. It was a question of lowering it down through the closet opening Two guys to to lower it down was so heavy <laughs> and awkward.
0: Oh my god! But
1: I think it was happy to be trapped and out of there.
0: Oh, for sure, especially. So. I mean, you know, up in an attic, there's nothing there. There's no no food. I mean, the insulation. Where are they going to go? Where, where it's it was a male or female? It was, male. It, it was a male. It was a male. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what do you do then? I guess you call animal control and they come and pick it up, or do you uh, just go in the woods and let it free, or what? What yeah. do you do with this live <laughs> raccoon now that you've got?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we went, went we found a, a, a wooded area, a uh, conservation area, and I just released it into the wild. And uh, basically one kilometer away from the house is all that we're allowed to do.
0: Right, right, right. So it can, well, I guess it'll go back to its natural habitat of wherever it lives and it'll understand kind of, I, you know, if you ever go back to that neighborhood, you might find a raccoon standing beside you and saying, thank you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they do live in our world.
0: Well, yeah, you know, sometimes I wonder because, you know, the domestication, they had an article, uh, there was a article out there last year and they were talking about over in the Danforth mm-hmm. and how there was, it's actually on YouTube, there's a raccoon to get, Across the street, rather than walking on the concrete across the street, he actually walks along the wires. Wow! Yeah, it's actually it's on YouTube. It's got yeah, you got to check it out. It's got a lot Mm. of hits to it. It's complete, and somebody (laughs) taped this raccoon doing that. It wasn't a big one; it's a small, and certainly not the size that you were encountering. Mm -hmm. But you know, they say that they're uh, they're very very smart creatures. Wow! Oh yeah, very intelligent.
1: Absolutely absolutely
0: yeah isn't that well i guess he figured why bother getting out of the attic i'm nice and comfortable but he doesn't know (laughs) (laughs) he didn't know that he was going to get closed in
1: exactly what just happened here
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i i had a crazy situation a number of years ago because you talk about renovations and a number of years ago uh, we decided to renovate the basement put in a bar and of course you know had to tap into the uh, main sewer in order to be able to um you know, for the lines, like for the, the sink in the bar, you right. know, for the water to drain out. And I guess the workman, when he did it, he must have cracked the, the pea trap that's right. inside your concrete floor, right. which would have been put in there years ago, you know, when the house was built. So we didn't know anything about that, of course. We didn't know that there was a trap. So what happened was one day I had gone down to my basement and I'm, I had a party. We had a big social gathering the night before and I was coming up the steps. All of a sudden, I'm face to face. Can you imagine with a rat? (laughs) A rat. (laughs) Yes. A rat. And I, oh my God, I jumped like three steps over this rat to get up. I'm slamming the door closed and I'm telling my husband there's a rat in the basement. He thinks I'm completely out of my mind. So anyway, so sure enough, uh, you know, we, uh, with my brother-in-law, we go down there. We found, it was a little baby rat. It wasn't a big one, but for me, rats are rats. So we got rid of the rat. Anyway, the next day I went to work and I was telling a, a plumber at the company I was working at, and he said to me, "La well, Linda, in order for you to get a rat in there, you obviously have an opening to the sewer lines." Yes. So we went back to my home at noon hour, and sure enough, there was no water in that p-trap, which immediately can put gases into the house. Uh, it can allow the rats to come in, and mm-hmm. oh my god! And you know, the uh, the gentleman, that contractor, wasn't done yet, so he didn't put a cover back on it, so it was literally exposed.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: yes. So there you go. Something as innocent, you know, something as innocent as having a crack in your P-trap of your floor could bring in who knows what, never mind the toxic gases.
1: True, too. In fact, uh, they can actually swim through the P-trap. They can. Even with liquid there, yes. I've seen it happen many, many times.
0: So really, the key then is to have that cover on.
1: I would, yeah, in a basement, (laughs) yes. I would definitely keep my lid down, especially in some um, some of the older Toronto neighborhoods where... A lot of times tree roots will crack a pipe just through the expansion of the roots themselves and rats that are burrowing under the soil. If they find it, they can crawl through the, the pipe, swim through the trap, and actually end up in your toilet
0: really yes, so they can yes. really compress their bodies quite a bit i've heard oh, that yeah. oh yeah oh yeah absolutely and that absolutely. would be any kind of rodent family so that would be your mice and your rats and- mice
1: not so typical of doing so, this sort of behavior it's mainly rats that are going to end up in your in your toilet mice will get in ground level through uh, maybe your air conditioning pipes your gas lines water pipes uh, any kind of brick joints that you may have. Those little brick joints that they use, that you see on your house, that's like a gap that allows the the sheathing material of the house to um, not get moldy and, uh, and damp. They'll get in there. There's a one-inch gap there where they, they can slide through those gaps if they're large enough and end up in your house. Simple as that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that those gaps are covered with... You could use some steel wool, mm-hmm. some kind of mesh... Course, mesh in so, those areas
0: so are they looking for they're not looking for warmth they're looking for food
1: they're looking for both
0: warmth and food uh, oh okay warmth
1: food and it's their way of getting out of the elements where there are maybe some predators lying around so they, they're safe in your house versus being outside where a nice big owl or hawk could come down and uh, get them right and Ooh. they know this
0: Okay, so so then it could be conceivable that in the wintertime especially, if somebody was to, say they have a pet, they mm-hmm. have a dog or a cat for that matter, and they open up the door to let the pet out. Yes. Okay, and say so you walk away and the pet wants to come back in and kicks the door, like maybe it went out to do its business or something, and you're not physically standing there. If the door gets left open, they could just basically run in the door.
1: Yeah, it's possible, yep. possible. Especially if the conditions around the house... Uh, enable that to do so. For example, if you have a lot of tall grass around your door, if you've got some clutter, boxes, uh, maybe some rubble from a construction job, those are just harborage areas. And So if that's near the door and the door is open and they're hiding under there, they may just decide to come in. They know right away that it's warmer inside. They can sense that difference in the air temperature. So that will definitely bring them into the house. So you want to make sure that those areas of the doors that are, are clear. And they're open the mice, for example, don't like to be in, in open spaces. they want to be in confined spaces where they feel comfortable, where they can hide. It's their nature and they've, they've been doing it for millions of years.
0: So. so I guess the key area would probably be in the kitchen. They hide under like behind the fridge, maybe in around the stove area, furnace downstairs. I guess those are those are you know conceivably a little bit warmer yes, you know with with what and possibly have the food.
1: There's food, there's also access into those areas. So if a mouse gets into a house and it's trapped in a basement ceiling, there are pipes that are gonna lead up to the kitchen, specifically where the sink is, right? So it's a double-edged sword. I mean, not only is the food there, but there's the access is there too. So that's why most people that are gonna have a mouse problem are gonna find droppings underneath their fridge, underneath their stove, underneath their sink, it's one of the reasons why that is the, the main area, specifically because of the pipes being there.
0: Right. So, so I guess the key thing to look for is going to be droppings of any sort, any strange scratching sounds that you might hear. They're nocturnal, are they not?
1: They're nocturnal for the most part. When a population becomes high, the, the older, more mature mice will start kicking the younger mice out. And so they, that's when you'll start seeing them in the daytime. If you see them in the daytime, you know you've got a nice population
0: there. Okay, that you know. makes total sense because, yes. uh, right? Because then, why would they want to expose themselves to open area, especially if someone's home? I mean, they would know if there's activity going on, and whether or not anyone's in the house. Exactly. Right. Okay.
1: They know the homeowner's movements, and they know the, when the homeowner is going to be watching TV. They know when the homeowner is going to be having breakfast. They know. They they gear themselves to that rhythm, that that cycle. So they're going to be more active at night when you're asleep. Mm -hmm. It's just natural. Now, if you see them during the day, they've been kicked out by the bigger, more mature mice. And says, look, this is my place to hide. You know, you go find your own place to hide, right? (laughs) So it's like, okay, then they scramble to find a place to hide.
0: So if you have a mice gang in your place, you're going to be able to see it with the uh, the droppings and basically what uh, Joe is mentioning. Interesting. You know, uh-huh. we're listening today to Joe Bruno, who's the owner of Snap Pest Control and gave you a lot of good insight about mice and rats. And uh, this time of the year is something to certainly pay attention to. We'll get into more about different types of insects that we can find in your home, in your condo, in your business. Hang tight, it's Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert.
1: Linda Pinizzato, she's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty Four one six five six one seven three seven three, or visit
0: her at linda dot com. Hello there, it's Linda Pinizzoto of the Condo Expert, and you know I have to thank you for tuning in, for checking into. Connect Me Radio every week. We have the shows, you know, Wednesday and Friday nights at 7 p.m. And you can also listen to podcasts. So, Linda slash podcast dot com. And, uh, you know, uh, Linda Pinizotto slash Buzzsprout dot com. And also iTunes, just type in Linda Pinazotto or Condo Expert. One thing I want to mention is, although the name is Condo Expert, I try to touch a lot of different subjects. Because, you know, one thing revolves to the next. I mean, you can talk about condos. You can talk about single-family homes. You can talk about the market, the economy. You can talk about, last week it was about bugs and pest control. We've talked about mortgage financing, lawyers, the Condo Act review, what's going on with our city hall, municipalities provincial government. Today, the episode's been about modular homes. We touched on mobile homes. There isn't a subject that I can't touch on. And if you are interested in listening to something that has tweaked your mind and you just can't find the real information, please email Linda at lyndapinazato.com because this is where you're going to get the information. And it's fun, it's exciting, and at any given time, just type in condoexpert.com and it will give you the total rundown of all the shows that have been out there. There's over 200 shows. Now's the time to learn more. As a realtor for the last 35 years, I've been so fortunate to learn so many different things about everything that we have talked about, and I'm here to help you. So thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Linda Pinizotto at The Condo Expert. Hope to hear from you soon, and have a wonderful, fabulous day.
1: Oh, my computer crashed.
0: Oh no, I've got a virus.
1: Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday, 647-977-7113. ItMayday.com